Earlier this week, you may have heard reports about a new stomach disease that's killing seabirds on Lord Howe Island. It's called plastic plastic osis and caused by small pieces of hard plastic a bird sometimes eats when it hunts for food in the ocean. And it looks like the problem is going to get worse. A new report released this morning says there has been an alarming rise in the number of pieces of microplastics in the oceans and that urgent solutions are required to stop that plastic smog. Dr Denise Hardestry is a senior research scientist at the CSIRO Environment and an international specialist on plastic pollution. Denise, good morning. Good morning. Now, you're going to have to help me say it correctly. What's this called? Well, in the paper, they're calling it a plastic smog, although smog is in the air and we're talking about plastic in the ocean or on the ocean surface. And let's just start with that headline figure. The international team of scientists estimate that there are now over 170 trillion pieces of microplastics in the oceans. How big a jump is that from previous studies? That is a huge jump because the lead author of this paper published something almost a decade ago where they estimated that there were around 5 trillion. So from 5 trillion to 170 trillion in less than a decade is a pretty tremendous and confronting number. Do you think it's an accurate figure? Well, I think it's difficult to get an exact accurate figure. I think it's certainly within the ballpark. And really, it's coming from larger pieces of plastic that are breaking down through wind and waves and getting brittle in the sunlight, you know, from plastic bottles and takeaway food containers and all those things that make their way down and out into the global ocean. We know that plastic looks unsightly on beaches, but what's it doing to the health of marine life? Well, there's really three main ways that plastic affects our marine fauna, and that's that they mistake it as food and they eat it. So we call that ingestion. They may also get tangled up in it, which isn't what's going to happen with really small pieces of plastic, obviously. And then there's the risk of chemical contamination. So overall, for these microplastics, the harm is most likely coming from mistakenly eating the plastic, and that can block the gut, it can cut you know, the digestive tract, it can re- result in animals feeling really full, so they can become emaciated, they can sometimes die from mistakenly eating plastic as well. So the the report says that the amount of material in the ocean has risen considerably since 2005, and and that, I suppose, is fairly obvious anecdotally. But why is it rising now? Is Is there more material being dumped or is it down to better monitoring? What do we know about the trend that we're seeing? Well, I would say that it's a combination of factors, really. So global plastic production is increasing. It's increasing exponentially. You know, that means that we have right now we estimate a doubling time of plastic production every 11 years. So that means that within the next 11 years, we will have made as much plastic as we made in the history of plastic since the 1950s. And so when you think about that, and there's so much more production, even if on a local level, we're doing better with our waste management, there's still more plastic that can escape into the environment. And as, you know, populations grow, as the 
use of plastics in society continues to grow, then we are just using more plastic products. And so even if a smaller amount on average is getting out there, we're still just seeing more and more plastic that's likely going to be, you know, mismanaged, getting into the environment, making it down our rivers and waterways and ending out in the ocean. At the same time, we are getting better at monitoring as well. Because of this increase, the report's authors say there should be urgent international policy interventions. What action is required to reduce the amount of plastic waste ending up in the environment? Well, I think there's actually a tremendous number of actions that are going to be required and that are being required. And we are seeing many of those. We're seeing bans on particular items. We're seeing incentives. So container deposit legislation, for example, we've shown that that does indeed reduce how much beverage waste gets out there into the environment. And we know that there are certain policies and actions that are effective. And critically, or most importantly, the United Nations has put forth a binding resolution, so a legally binding resolution to tackle plastic pollution, and not just at the end of life, but throughout the entire life cycle of plastic production. And that is a huge shift in the global community's response to this issue, and it's something that hasn't happened before, nor has it happened with such a tight time frame. And so that is quite a heartening response to the increasing evidence of so much plastic being lost out there into our environment. Denise, many thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you. Dr. Denise Hardesty is a senior research scientist at the CSIRO Environment. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app. Hi, podcasters. Just thought I'd give a quick shout out to The Science Show. I read your text so I know you all love a good science story. Of course you do. So check out The Science Show with the fabulous Robin Williams on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.